You're listening to the Hard Men Podcast, reclaiming biblical masculinity in a world of softness. Welcome to the Hard Men Podcast. I am your host, Eric Kahn, and today we're going to be talking about fathers as God's instrument for creating order in a world of chaos. Now, in his book, 12 Rules for Life, Jordan Peterson lays out various principles for living that serve as practical skills for dealing with the world in the clutches of chaos. The subtitle to his book is called An Antidote to Chaos. And so Peterson lays out very practical, once obvious truths like these. Tell the truth. Be precise in your speech. Get your own household in order before you criticize the world. And do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. Now, the reason Peterson's book has been so popular, particularly among young men, is because these seemingly basic practical competencies for establishing a well-ordered life have been all but lost. In fact, these skills have been intentionally defaced, I would argue, by generations of neo-Marxist feminist militants who have sought to destroy Western Judeo-Christian moral and hierarchical systems. At the center of their aim is the white Christian male and the father. Just like their toppling statutes of George Washington and Robert E. Lee, this Marxfield left has been slowly toppling the pillars of Christendom, the family, biblical morality, and the protector of it all, the father. Now what's left is a society in total chaos. Broken men, broken homes, casual sex, casual abortion on demand, rampant sexual perversion of every rainbow flag flavor, drunken absentee bio-dads, riots in the streets, and a new generation that can't figure out a very basic issue, like which bathroom should I be using, let alone how to bring order to the new hell that is progressive culture. The left has even created new language to make normative practices, things like being a man and getting married to a woman and having children, well, now that's called something as absurd as cisgendered or heteronormative privilege. We have unruly children in the streets because we have unruly parents who refuse to act like grown-ups. We have absentee fathers and brawling, manipulative mothers. And so the kids in our streets, well, they came from somewhere. And that somewhere is the current vestige of the American household, at least what's left of it. As we've seen play out on the screens these last few weeks, the only thing this generation knows how to do is lob Molotov cocktails and swing skateboards at elderly bystanders and police officers. Hence, what we have is more chaos. Now, what Peterson so helpfully identifies in his book is that nature, left to its own devices, tends toward chaos. The very natural feature of creation is that when you leave it alone, it produces thorns and thistles. It does not produce a well-kept garden with delicious fruit and refreshing shade. And so from the beginning in Genesis, we're told that God as father stepped into the abyss and into the darkness and he established order. This is what chaos needs. It needs an ordering principle and God is the first and foremost ordering principle. Soon afterward, he made man who would be his image-bearing and order-creating principle in the world. He would drive out wild animals, he would slay dragons, and he would build walls. 
He would create a household with the woman and produce future men and women to help order the entire cosmos. In his very DNA, man was made to bring order to the chaos. He was given authority and responsibility to carry out this monumental work of ordering the whole world. Now fast forward to something Paul says in Titus chapter 1. As the letter opens, Paul tells his young protege, To Titus, mine own son, For this cause I left thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city, as I had appointed thee. This is Titus 1.5. Now first I want you to focus on something that Paul said. He said you need to notice, Titus, the things that are wanting. So point number one is this. A father should recognize when a household is in chaos. This may seem obvious, but we live in a day and age when, like the meme with the cartoon dog who sits passively in a burning building while repeating, this is fine, this is fine. Very few men today are willing to open their eyes and see this raging cultural dumpster fire for what it actually is. So often, we as men ignore problems when they can still be fixed. And so we hand our nine-year-old son smartphones with unfettered access to the internet, and then we wonder why they're addicted to pornography. We wonder why, just like the people they see on their screen, they mouth off to adults. We wonder why they're attracted to the green-haired man-haters with septum piercings and neck tattoos. We let our daughters wear skin-tight tops without bras. We let them wear see-through yoga pants, and then we turn a blind eye as they obnoxiously take the 10 millionth revealing selfie to send to God knows who on Snapchat. Meanwhile, our wives grow bitter, they grow disrespectful, and they start reading more Cosmo magazine and less scripture. And they whine about the neighbor's ski vacations, and we say and do nothing. Well, men, it's time to open your eyes. It's time to stop bitching about the way your children are and take ownership. It's time to stop issuing amens with Ben Shapiro and Rush Limbaugh about the ways the culture has gone to hell in a handbasket and start to recognize a fundamental truth. If there's a chaos problem in your house, it's your responsibility. You need to take ownership and you need to creatively order your own existence. If there's a thousand spoiled rich kids, Marching with Antifa downtown, well, there's a thousand fathers who did a terrible job establishing order in their own homes. And so, man, it's time to own that. It's time to take away the smartphones. It's time to toss the trashy hobag clothing your daughters are wearing. It's time to delete Snapchat and do it yesterday. If your children's friends are bitchy or rude, end those relationships, period. Stop tolerating your wife's public verbal beatdowns in front of the children or other people. If she won't listen to you, well, take it to the elders. Start leading in worship. Start leading in church attendance. And find godly friendships for yourself, for your wife, and for your children. Now hear me, men, on this. This is hard work. It's very arduous and difficult. It's dangerous. But men, you can do it. God called you to do it, and I know that you can do it. Now, the second thing to point out is this. The solution to chaos is the father who brings order. 
the church, Paul said, was in chaos. We see through the letter to Titus that there was disarray. Households were out of order. Wives were probably acting in unruly ways, and men were not leading in the ways that they should. In some sense, there had to have been deviant behavior of some sort. And we know that there was probably misguided or false teachings happening in the midst of the body of Christ. In other words, the household of God was in chaos, and this was bad. This is a point we have to make in our culture today. Anarchists and Antifa, all these people, including Black Lives Matter, they say, this chaos, this destruction, it is good. But I want you to notice what God says in his word. Chaos is bad. And so God proposes a solution. And what is that solution? Well, it's the wise father who is appointed to a position of authority whereby he can create order. You see, God's solution to unruly households and unruly cultures is ruling fathers. And it's the same in Paul's day as it is now. The desperate need of the hour is for men to embrace the full-orbed patriarchy of Scripture in all of its biblical glory. So up with the patriarchy. Notice where Paul says we'll find those, by the way, who can order the church well. Well, they're fathers who have first learned how to order their own households well, and this qualifies them to serve as elders and pastors in the community and in the church. They know how to keep order with a wife and children. They know how to exercise godly, wise authority. They know how to create family routines and rhythms of life, how to discipline for the common good in such a way that breeds respect and not resentment. They know how to provide and protect for those in their care, how to create a peaceful, loving home, a well-ordered environment in which their children and wives feel safe and feel like they can flourish. This is the heart of fatherhood, men. You are God's chosen instrument for establishing order in a world of chaos. Now, speaking of order, the word Paul employs here means to put in order or to correct. Interestingly enough, it shares the same Greek root word as the word used in Hebrews 9.10. The word there is translated as reformation. So I want you to catch this connection. If reformation is going to take place in the church, it must begin with fathers willing to roll up their sleeves and tame the chaos in their own households. The work of reformation is fundamentally about creating good and decent order in a world of chaos. This is why Paul says the first requirement for elders and pastors in the church, in verse 6, is that they have a healthy marriage and, quote, faithful children not accused of riot or unruly, end quote. This is also one giant reason why reform has not come to the church. We've got leaders in the church whose own families are a white-hot mess. Their children are rude and immature, they argue with adult authority figures, and to reference Jordan Peterson, even their parents don't like them. This is a recipe for disaster. Their wives, meanwhile, are lazy gossips. They binge watch all day, and they have nasty attitudes with their husbands. It doesn't matter if you keep preaching about the need for reform. It doesn't matter how well you can expound the doctrines of grace if you're not willing to deal with the chaos in your own home first. Now, in chapter 2 of the letter to Titus, Paul tells us 
Yet the kind of order a father creates in the household is reflected in wives who run their households well. These wives are actively engaged in the work of the household, in managing the home, and they display love toward husband and children. Likewise, these texts tell us that these women are, quote, obedient to their husbands. Verse 5. Did you hear what Paul just said and what I said? Wives are to obey their husbands, as in he has real authority and you have a real responsibility to obey it. Absent fathers who establish order, we're left with the chaos of our own riotous moment. The result of this chaos is unruly sons who start revolutions. They burn public buildings and tear down historical landmarks. Their tools are the gas can and the sledgehammer, and they are the ones in our streets right now creating chaos by hurling bricks through buildings, by looting, by rioting, attacking police officers. This is what chaos from unruly sons looks like. On the other hand, wise fathers are reformers. They fight the chaos with order. They don't tear things down, but instead they build things up. Their tools are the hammer, the chop saw, the tape measure, and a box of nails. Now third, fathers establish order by the ruling principle of God's word. Every wise builder has a blueprint. And every wise father establishes order according to God's blueprint, which is his word. A father rules and orders his own life, his marriage, and his home according to the plumb line of Scripture. Like the Great Reformation, any Reformation that is going to occur today will be the vital work of recovering the true teaching of God's word. It will be about recovering the doctrines of grace that give rise to the regenerate heart upon which the law of the Lord is engraved by the Holy Spirit. It will be about spirit-filled sons who delight to obey that law out of faithful obedience to Christ. And it will be about building households that look like Titus 1 and 2 in the face of a culture that screams about how oppressive all that God-ordained hierarchy really is. Paul makes this explicit in verse 9 when he says that a father must hold fast the faithful word as he hath been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. It's not just that he knows the word, but a wise ruling father knows how to use it to build something, to teach and to correct and to rule in his own home. If we would see reform in our culture, we must first see reform in our churches. And if we would see reform in our churches, we must first see reform in our fathers. And that begins when men discover the blinding glory of the word of the living God. Now, I want to conclude this episode with a few practical helps as you seek to recover your fatherly role of establishing order, first in your own life, then in your household, and then in the church and in your community. So, point number one. First, take stock of the ways your life is out of order. If the toilet in your bathroom is leaking and you've been walking past it in half-hearted ignorance for the last couple of years, well, man, it's time to investigate. That water stain on the wall? Yeah, there's a deeper problem. Think moldy floorboards and rotted studs. But this is why God put you in this role, men. It is to bring order to the chaos. So be courageous enough to peel the drywall off, literally as well as figuratively, and figure out what's wrong with yourself. 
What's wrong with your marriage? What's wrong with your relationship with your children? And then, men, invest in a long-term solution. I'd encourage you to study Titus 1 and 2 and ask yourself honestly, where is my life out of line with God's word? Where does our household not match what we see in Titus 1 and 2? And does our household look more like the culture than the scripture? Point number two is this. Learn the practical fatherly competencies of establishing order. Now, at this point, I'd like to recommend two books that have been profoundly helpful to me. First, C.R. Wiley's book, The Household and the War for the Cosmos. I will provide a link for this book in the show notes. The second is this, also by Chris Wiley, and it is titled Man of the House. These books outline the rationale for father rule from Ephesians, as well as the practical tools you need to build an anti-fragile household in a world of chaos. Now, after you've read these, you need to find a gang of men who can help you in this journey toward father rule. This means a church that believes in and practices the glories of father rule. You can't grow in father rule if you're going to a church run by feminists. You're going to need to find men who can help you learn the skills like disciplining your children properly, how to rule your wife with both gentleness and wisdom, how to lead in godly worship and instruction within the home. There's simply no way to read a book about these skills. You need flesh and blood examples to emulate and to imitate. Third, I'll say this. You need to embrace a full-orbed, cover-to-cover view of Scripture as the ordering principle of all of life. Churches today teach what they call a gospel-centered theology, which is often just a spiritual-sounding way of saying that they focus on the atonement of Christ to the exclusion of teaching, especially in the Old Testament, about important social or moral and ethical issues. Because there's such an emphasis on churches growing big, fast, and famous, pastors shy away from dealing with difficult cultural issues, like including our children in the worship service, the LGBT movement, Christian education, and feminism. Yet as a father, these are real issues that must be dealt with from the scripture, and you need a church and pastors and elders who will deal biblically with these issues. It's essential to find a church that teaches this whole counsel of God approach. I want to recommend two books that changed my life on this subject about how we as Christians ought to handle the Word of God. First, Greg Bonson's book titled Theonomy and Christian Ethics. Second, R.J. Rushtuni's book The Institutes of Biblical Law. Both of these books are very good for people looking for full-size treatments on the right understanding and use of the law of God for God's people today across both covenants. Second, I want to recommend a series of smaller booklets that are more accessible and cover this subject very well. The series is titled The Chalcedon Monograph Series, and it is edited by Andrew Sandlin. It includes small booklets from R.J. Rushtuni, Brian Abshar, and Andrew Sandlin, among others. R.J. Rushdoony's booklet is titled God's Plan for Victory, and Brian Absher's book is titled The Church as God's Armory. And again, these are very helpful resources when it comes to applying God's law to all of life for all of God's people. 
Well, thanks for joining me for this episode of the Hard Men Podcast. I hope it's an encouragement to you men to be fathers who create order in a world of chaos. I would encourage you to sign up as a Patreon supporter. You can find links for Patreon support in the notes below. That helps me as I'm creating podcasts, as I'm writing books, and as I'm writing a field manual for men to help train other men, including their sons, as they seek to become hard men in a world of softness. Until next time, men, stay frosty, fight the good fight, act like men.